0: Hello and welcome to Frank Posen's Big Bad Podcast for March 24th, 2018. Don't forget you can check out my blog at frankp316.blogspot.com. Tonight is Invicta FC 28, which will be at the Union Event Center in Salt Lake City. And this is gonna air tonight on UFC Fight Pass at 9 p.m. Eastern. It says at some locations it's 8 p.m., but my understanding is it's 9 p.m. I thought it was 8 p.m. at first as well. Uh, well, at least it's not in Kansas City. And I guess the reason they do that is they want to start it at 6 p.m. local time, so. So um, the, the problem with this show is, as usual, the main card is blah. The prelims are fine because they're for beginner fighters. Really, Invicta is, to a great extent, a feeder league, very similar to LFA. Fighters are fighting in Invicta, and in LFA as well, mainly to get to the UFC. So you're always going to have a great turnover of title belts. So the problem with that is, Invicta right now, I think all the title belts are uh, vacant, with the exception of uh, Adam Wade. I'm not sure about that. But, for example, recently Jennifer Maya, uh, who was an Invicta uh, champ, uh... um, Uh, flyweight. She has recently signed with the UFC. Yana Kunitskaya signed with the UFC. She was an Invicta champ, and so did Livia Renata Souza. So they're constantly going to be doing uh, title matches to fill vacated titles. So the plan here was to have uh, two Brazilians go at it in the main event, uh, Janisa Mundarin against Verna Jandaroba. And in the co-main event, it was supposed to be the return of Mizuki against Milana Dudieva. Unfortunately, Janessa pulled out due to injury. And so they've decided to move Mizuki into the main event, and it'll be Mizuki against Verna Jandaroba for the Invict- Vacant Invicta Strawway Championship. Okay, so the problem here is It's going to be vacant if Mizuki wins, because uh, Mizuki is just coming back from uh, knee surgery. And the idea here is uh, the UFC is very interested in her. They have been for a while, but they want to see if she's back to normal uh, post-knee surgery. And she was supposed to fight in December, but she had a minor injury, but now she's fighting And uh, basically what it comes down to, that's why she wasn't put into the title match initially, because they know that she's going to leave and go to uh, UFC and be on in September's uh, Japan show. But, you know, with the injury, they kind of had to move her up. I mean, she's going to vacate the title if she wins. Uh, Now you might ask, doesn't she have a contract with Invicta? Invictus contracts aren't worth the paper they're printed on because they're non exclusive and they don't block anybody who wants to go to the UFC. Okay? So the contracts are basically meaningless. So uh, Mizuki is an outstanding fighter. As I said, she's coming back from injury now. So if she's the Mizuki from before, which I have a feeling she will be, uh, she should win pretty handily over uh, Verna Jandaroba, who is a decent fighter, but. Uh, She's only had one fight in Invicta. I don't really think she belongs in a title match, and I didn't think that the original title match was really all that interesting. Unfortunately, the rest of the main uh, card uh, matches are filled with fighters that uh, Invicta owner Shannon Knapp thinks she needs on the show because fans are familiar with them. All of them have had some experience in the UFC. But fans are familiar with these fighters, but they all stink. That's what fans think of them. Now, listen, you're always going to find women's MMA fanboys who love all fighters, okay? But they're not being honest. We all know that. They're, you know, they're just fanboys for everyone. So in the co event, you have uh, at uh, Flyweight, you have Deanna Bennett, against Karina Rodriguez. So Deanna Bennett is an invictive veteran. (coughs) Deanna Bennett is an invictive veteran. Okay, she also was in Tough 126, and she was on the the, um, uh, Tough uh, Tough 126 finale and actually fought to a draw. It was a horrible fight. It was just wretched. And the other thing about her is she missed weight for this show. This is the fourth time she's missed weight. How the hell can you keep bringing her back if she misses weight all the time? And this isn't even 115, which is not her national weight. This is 125. It's supposed to be her natural weight. What do they keep bringing her back for? And Shannon Knapp's excuse is that fans know who she is. yeah. We know she sucks. So, I mean, that's really what it comes down to. I mean, her opponent here is, I think, a pretty good fighter, Karina Rodriguez. Uh, She made her... uh, She's been on a couple of Invicta shows. She's 2-0. I don't think this is really a step up in competition for her because um, uh, Deanna is just not a very good fighter. Uh, She just... uh, I'm just nonplussed. I I don't understand why Shannon keeps bringing her back. I don't get it. And that brings us to Milana Dudieva, who will be fighting Christina Marks, who uh, stepped in when uh, Mizuki was moved up to the main event. And once again, she's claiming, oh, fans are familiar with Milana. Yeah, we know she's terrible. Milana, of course, is a Russian fighter. She was in the UFC. Uh, she's really bad. Uh, she's just listen. I saw her before she was in the UFC, and I thought she was terrible then. So she hasn't gotten any better. Her record is now eleven and seven, and she made her Invicta debut uh, recently. I think it was. I'm just looking it up. Uh, I think it was uh, in against Vanessa Porto, and she lost by TKO. And, uh, oh, actually, no, she made before She lost to, uh, that was her second fight. She's lost both her fights in, in Invicta, and before that she was getting clobbered in UFC. She's basically had a four-fight losing streak. How do you book somebody like that? You know, the, the record speaks for itself. She shouldn't be in an Invicta show. She should be in friggin' Russia, being protected, because that's what happens to Russian fighters on Russian shows. They get protected. All right, her opponent here is Christina Marks who was in Tough 26. And um, I mean, she's been around for a long time, eh? Her record is eight and nine. But what's interesting about her is until Tough 26, I had never seen her, okay? She's always been on uh, regional shows, regional MMA shows. And when I saw her on Tough 26, I found out why. She just isn't very good. Um, you know, I don't know what to tell you. She's just not very good. And uh, um, it's unfortunate, but that's the way it is. You know, she, she's a mediocre fighter. I give her credit for stepping in at, the, uh, uh, at, a late, at a late notice here. So that's really the only thing I'll give her credit for. But I don't really care who wins this fight. They're both not very good, okay? The other one, we've got another former UFC fighter. Pearl Gonzalez will face Callie Robbins. It's a strawweight match. So this is another thing. Pearl Gonzalez was in the UFC. She's a former XFC champion, and I recall seeing her in the XFC. and eh, She wasn't too bad, but she was really bad in her two UFC fights. I, I really don't understand why. I mean, listen, she's hot. That's why she's in demand. You're going to have MMA fanboys who will like her because of her looks, but she has to do better, and you know, she's been doing interviews this week, uh, saying, "Oh, I'll be much better in this fight." Well, we'll see about that. Her opponent here is Callie Robbins, who so far is undefeated. She's five and zero. She's more. Uh, she's not. You know, is she an up-and-coming fighter? And eh, she's a little old for that. She's thirty-three years old, so she's kind of running out of uh, running out of time. She uh, trains at uh, Rufus Sport in Milwaukee. Uh, but she's had a few, a couple of Invicta fights, if I remember correctly. Yeah, just, she's just had a couple. She's just had one. She beat Sharon Jacobson in uh, last August. And, um, you know, uh, I just say this. Uh, I'd say that she's a little old to be a, um, to be a, uh, a, a prospect. Uh, but she's probably better than Pearl. Pearl's not a spring chicken either. So here you have uh, a main card. Filled with ex-UFC fighters who got dropped from the UFC because they lost. Okay, so they weren't any good. That's, I guess, the bottom line on the whole thing. Okay, so now we go to the um, now we go to the um, to the um, uh, prelims. Uh, in one prelim, we have uh, Minna Grusander, who's from Finland, against Fernanda Priscilla, who's a Brazilian fighter. Uh, Menageru Sander is somebody that fans here in North America might not be familiar with. Uh, She has a great amateur background, okay? And uh, she won, uh, uh, I believe, uh, IMMAF championship back in 2015. She's um, five and one in MMA and MMA competition, Uh, but uh, unfortunately... Uh, the one loss was a really bad one. She lost uh, February of last year to Siri Kondo, who's now in the UFC, and that was on a Pancrase show. And she was really brought into face Shuri because they thought she'd give her some competition. Uh, she just didn't do it. You know, very disappointing performance. So, you know, she's been back in Finland since then, and she's got a three-fight winning streak and all that. But, um, I don't know, I, did, I, I just didn't like her performance in that fight. It's not that she lost really badly, it's she just didn't do anything. You know, so I, I just didn't care for her. Uh, her opponent here, Fernanda Priscilla, is a Brazilian. Uh, she's making her uh, Invicta debut. She's only 2-1, and one. she's 29 years old. Uh, she's fought in the XFC, and she lost. So, uh, she's uh, mostly a regional fighter down there, so she hasn't done much yet. Uh, that fight, I believe, is at flyweight, even though that's not what it says here. You uh, have Cal Cal Schwartz uh, versus uh, Kay Hansen. Kay Hansen is making her Invicta debut. She's 1-0. Cal made her debut, has, has had two Invicta fights. She's one and one. Um, again, they're, they're preland-type fighters, possibly have some potential, but one never knows, right? And the other fights are pretty much the same type of thing. You have uh, uh, Chelsea Chandler, who's making her, uh, her MMA debut against Carrie Kennison. That is at flyweight. Uh, Chelsea is from... Uh, Stockton, California. So I believe she's a teammate of the Diaz brothers. And uh, Carrie Kennison is, I believe, also making her Invicta debut. I'm just looking at it up here. Yes, she's making her Invicta debut. She is from New Hampshire. She is from New Hampshire. And uh, so, I mean, that's a flyweight. You have Jillian DeCourcy, who's also Jillian uh, DeCourcy uh, versus Rebecca Levine. That, that is also at Adam Waite. Uh, that is at Adam Waite. Uh, I believe both are making their, their Invicta debuts. So again, you never know. Well, actually not in the case of Jillian. She won her, uh, her Invicta debut uh, in August. And uh, Rebecca Levine. I believe is making her invicta debut but again these are the prelims uh they're not you don't have the same um like they're these fighters aren't going to sell tickets anyway all right and opening the show will be uh tracy cortez versus caitlin neal and they are also they are flyweights and i believe both are making invicta debuts uh tracy cortez is from Uh, phoenix arizona and caitlin neal is from where is she from utah oh so she's a local fighter all right and um she was on a bellator show most recently in uh, september and she actually won so Again, a lot, uh, the prelim fighting, prelim fights, I have no problem with them. Uh, that's what prelim fights are for. But I think on the main card, I think we have to start seeing some of these prelim fighters move up to the main card. And, you know, fight, bringing in fighters just because fans know that they stink isn't the way to go. You have to build up your prelim fighters so that fans will want to see them and and Invicta doesn't seem to do that. Instead, they bring in Deanna Bennett, who we all know is terrible, Milana Dudieva, who we all know is terrible, Pearl Gonzalez, who we all know didn't do very well in the UFC. Can she recover from that? I don't know. I think the other two are past the point where I would book them, you know? I would let them go to the local friggin' Indian reservation. That's what they should be doing. In the case of Milana, let her go back to Europe. That's where she belongs. So I'm not a big fan of the the main card here, but I will be watching. And don't forget, uh, at that time, we'll be on Twitter, uh, tweeting as well. Uh, Just another thing I wanted to get to, uh, I had a fight uh, confirmation yesterday for the UFC. It is for UFC Fight Night 130, which is in Liverpool at the Echo Arena. It will be... Uh, Lena Landsberg versus Gina Mazzani. And this is a bantamweight fight. And the big problem right now with the bantamweight division is it's fairly thin right now because we've had a lot of um, uh, retirements. We've had fighters drop down to uh, flyweight. And we also have some older fighters that are still around but probably should retire. Uh, So uh, both of these fighters, I would describe them as not UFC caliber uh, they are, uh, uh, they got into uh, UFC, the UFC in kind of unusual ways, uh, and I don't think either of them uh, have potential to go any higher than uh, lower lower mid-card. Um, Gina is fr- originally from Alaska, but she trains in, uh, uh, at Extreme Couture in Las Vegas. Uh, she was brought into the UFC as an injury replacement, and she lost her first fight to uh, to Sarah McMahon by submission, and then she won her next fight. That was actually in Shanghai. She beat a Chinese fighter. Um, you know, it's hard to tell how good how good she is from a fight like that because the the Chinese fighter is really was making her UFC debut. and So, eh, who the hell knows, right? And so, um, I mean, uh, she's probably not a UFC caliber fighter. I mean, she she tried to get into Tough 18 and she lost in a qualifying match. So. That 's where she comes from uh, uh, Gina is also a pro wrestler uh, her so is her brother her brother is actually uh, an EFC champ, the uh, African company and he 's also a pro wrestler and sometimes they wrestle as a tag team in local uh, indie feds they do uh, do they've uh, they 've been on some uh, las Vegas uh, pro wrestling shows. Um, Lena Landsberg is also not a UFC caliber fighter she 's from Malmo Sweden. she is trained by former UFC fighter, Akira Korasani. Uh, she's basically a kickboxer, and she really doesn't have a ground game to speak of. Um, she was brought into the UFC to um, be a sacrificial lamb to Chris Cyborg, and in her last fight, she got clobbered, got submitted in the second round by, um, by uh, um, Aspen Ladd, who really is an up-and-coming fighter. And so I, just neither of them. Uh, also, another thing about uh, um, Lena Landsberg, she's 36 years old, so she's getting a little long in the tooth. You know, she's too old to be in the lower mid card. So at some point, you know, they're going to realize that she's never going to make it, and she'll be gone. And um, it could be after this fight. Who knows? So uh, you know, uh, that fight was confirmed yesterday by the UFC Europe uh, Twitter feed. And I wrote about it on my blog yesterday. And it's not a fight I'm really looking forward to. I think it'll be on the Fight Pass prelims. Okay, so that's it. Uh, again, uh, don't forget to watch tonight's Invicta show at uh, UFC Fight Pass, 9 p.m. Eastern. Uh, I will uh, be watching it as well. And uh, we hope to see you on Twitter. Uh, don't forget if check out my blog at frankp316.blogspot.com. You can subscribe to my podcast at Pocket Cast. Um, Google Play Music and also uh, Anchor. And if you have any comments or you have any questions about anything, whether it's uh, Women's MMA or uh, WWE or Japan, please leave a message. Uh, You can do so via audio on... um, on Anchor and uh, I'll be more than happy to answer them. I will reproduce your question and answer it on air. And uh, I'll probably be doing another podcast tomorrow to review the Invicta show and we'll talk to you then. Bye.